podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to It's My Pleasure. I am so happy to be here with you guys today. Sorry, my voice might be sounding a little quiet. I am under the weather, and I'm going to do my best. I had to postpone a few days because my voice was just shot. Um, It turns out that having eight clients in a day wears on your voice, especially when you do it multiple days in a row. So anyway, yeah, tis the season, right? I think uh, I think that as a, a mama, especially in the Pacific Northwest, it's like every time school starts, you're like, okay, here it begins. Already had one of the girls home from school and she wasn't sick, but you know when you can just tell like this is going to turn sick if I don't let them rest. And so I let her stay home and it was really nice. And it's just like a good reminder that we don't have to get all the way to the place of like burnout or being really sick to give ourselves permission to take some time to rest and reset. And that is exactly why this podcast is getting to you guys late because I just made that executive decision for myself. And of course, I had that narrative in my mind that was like, you know, you have all those listeners who are waiting to hear it today. And I'm like, but it's okay. Like, I'm not going to be my best. And I'm not going to show up as my best if I force this when I am so depleted and on the edge of sickness. And I can also just take some time and let myself rest and let myself catch up and then come back on. So here I am. And I'm really excited for today's topic. So So far in this podcast, I've talked a lot about like the big picture stuff, right? Like how pleasure can literally change your brain for the better and like set, you know, set up that structure or that hardware so that you can just kill it like in so many areas of your life, like how to manage your mind, how to start changing your thoughts, like one thought at a time so that pleasure can enter. So we even have like the right environment so that it can be born, so that you can create more desire. Like really big topics we've talked about on here, like self-image and confidence and other people's opinions and on and on and on. But at this point, I would really love to start getting more detailed on what actually comes up with some of my clients and how I coach them through it. So you can start doing the same, like whether it's with yourself or of course, if If you're ready and you really want to accelerate your growth and you want to work with a coach, then reach out to me. I've got just a couple more spots left for one-on-one to work with me in 2020. And maybe one of them is you guys. I would love to chat with you and see if we're a good fit. But anyway, back to today's topic. What I really want to talk about is this idea that you have so much going on, you have so much on your plate, you know, you are uh, busy, you own a business, or you're a high achieving woman, you're a mama, whatever it is, we have a lot of balls in the air. And the 
predominant thought you have when it comes to sex is like, Ugh, I just don't have time for that. Right. It's like, you're so tired. You're like, I just, I just simply don't have time for that or some iteration of that. Like, it's just more likely it sounds like in your brain, like I just have so much to do. I don't like, babe, like, come on, I've got so much to get done. I don't have time for that. Right. Like <laughs> literally just kind of pushing your your partner or your spouse to the side because your brain has this very strong belief that you don't have time for sex, that it's not really worth you taking the time to do that. And let's get like real here for a moment. I mean, really, we're always getting real on this podcast, but <laughs> for reels, reels, everybody has a lot going on. Okay. You might think you're like a special snowflake that has way more things than someone else, but we all have very full schedules. That is what the modern world is like nowadays. But if you, you pay attention and you start to really look at people, especially very busy people, not everybody is referring to themselves as being busy all the time. Like not everybody, especially people that seem to get it all done. Like let's just take, you know, an extreme example, like former president Barack Obama, right? Like you don't hear him just getting on (laughs) doing an interview and being like, Hey, how are you? And he's like, Oh my God, I'm so busy. But you know, full well, his schedule is like insanely packed, like more than most of us can ever acknowledge. But he's not like, oh my God, I don't have time for that. Oh my God, no, 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 right? (laughs) The way that so many of us refer to our schedules. So why is that? Why is it that sometimes the people that we could technically consider to be the busiest or have the fullest schedules aren't the ones saying that? Because you guys, time is just a construct of the mind. And it is more important how we actually think about our time in any given day than the actual 24 hours. The way that you approach time, you think about time, the way that you prioritize your time is going to be dependent on how you show up for yourself. And it's going to be dependent on what you actually fill your hours with. So let me share with you an example. Do you remember when you like, I just, well, I'll just share a personal example. Like I remember, and my husband and I talk about this often, like back when we first had like our first jobs, like we're done with college, we have our first jobs, we didn't have a house, we lived in an apartment and like, I felt like was like, oh my God, like we have so much to do. Like we're so busy. And our job, like all we really did was like went to our job and then came home and we maybe had to pay like five bills and <laughs> maybe we had to like make dinner and, you know, have a social life because we were choosing to, but for whatever reason, it felt so busy or even in college when you just had to go to class, like you know, a few hours a week and then do homework. If I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. And it's just because the way that we were looking at it, it was just that that's where we were at at that point in our life. And it did feel very full compared to like what we were used to doing. But then after both of my husband and I own our own businesses, we have two kids, we're involved in the school, we're like have a social life, we have other 
things that we are passionate about, we just lay in bed, you know, for those 30 seconds that we get to lay in bed nowadays, and we just giggle back (laughs) back to our old selves and be like, what the heck were we actually doing with our time? Like, do you remember we would just like lay there to like, you know, noon on a Saturday and then be like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, there's, you know, like this brew fest going on. Sure. Let's do that. You know, but in our minds, we still had a very full schedules. We are very busy people and we literally do 10 times more than we did back then. So it just goes to show it's not actually like, the amount of things that you are doing, it's the way that your brain approaches it that makes it feel frantic, that makes it feel stressful, that makes it feel very busy. And when we feel busy, we don't have time. We don't have time for the things that we actually want to be filling our lives with. So when it comes to sex, there's so many people that then, because they have this like busy state of mind, feel that they're too tired or it's too much of an effort or they just like don't have the capacity to fit one more thing else in their day. They're just knackered and they just need to go to sleep or veg out or whatever. Now, the problem is, is that we forget on the day-to-day basis to make time for the important things. And what we tend to do is we react to what is right in front of us. We react to those things that we think are urgent. Now, I've heard so many people, especially in the self-growth world, say things like, you know, you like you can always tell what's important to you because you make time for what's important. And I do you think that's true to an extent, but that's not really that statement or a statement like that really doesn't encapsulate the whole picture here, right? Because people will claim all the time that health is really important to them and they truly believe that it is important to them. But then when push comes to shove, they don't make time every week to plan out their meals or they don't really go to the gym or they just will on a whim go through, you know, Mickey D's or whatever, right? They, they opt to stay in, to stay cozy, to kind of veg out because they deserve it or they feel like they just need some downtime. Does that mean that health isn't important to them? I don't think it really does. What's more going on here is that it definitely is part of it, right? Like we have to have whatever it is that we're going for in our lives be important, but there has to be a compelling enough reason. So cognitively, you might understand that health is important, but you don't, you haven't created a compelling enough reason in your brain to really go after it right? To really like have an emotional connection with why it's important. So we're going to talk about that part first, and then we're going to talk about what the brain does, even if we do consider something to be important. So the first thing that we need to do is to create importance for us. Like not only why is it important for you to make time for sex, but like the impact that doing so will have on you. Like thinking about the impact of having sex is going to have on your relationships and how you show up in the world. The practice is to bring to the forefront of the mind the impact 
and then let your imagination really go there so that you can create a strong emotional connection with your why why this means something to you, why this is important for you, why this is going to change your entire life. You have to feel like emotionally connected and invested in putting this on your schedule. Otherwise, it's going to make it even harder, right? So think about when you think about sex and when you think about having that relationship with yourself and bringing maybe more sexual intimacy into your relationship with your partner or your spouse, like why do you really want that? Like sit down with a piece of paper and journal on this. Like do you want it because you want to feel more alive? Like do you want to experience pleasure in your body? Do you want to like push the boundaries of what's possible? Like what's possible for you to feel embodied and going after your pleasure potential. Like what impact will that create? How would your relationship with you change? Like how might you view yourself differently? What hurdles will you overcome that's going to allow you to be in love with your sexiness, with your sexuality? Like, how would it feel to have amazing thoughts about you every single day? Like, really let your mind go. Like, how is that going to impact every single aspect of your life? And then you can think about your partner, too. Like, how might it change with your relationship with your partner? Like, how would it feel to have a loving and like passionate connection with them again? Or for the first time, like what might it look like in your relationship if you weren't constantly resenting or resisting them and instead just like gazing at them with like appreciation and adoration? Like what might happen if you couldn't keep your hands off each other? Like if you laughed more, if your children actually got to see what a loving and passionate relationship looked like, because that's just who you are all the time with one another. Knowing that doing this work creates the ability to be completely present in the moment, how might that pour over into other areas of your life? Like how would that change the way you parent if you could be totally present? Like how might that change your focus with your clients and then the work that you have to do? Like how would confidence you cultivate impact your ability to like promote and market your business and to show up in a bigger and bolder way in the world. See, it's questions like these that are going to allow you to really tap into that emotional connection of what it would actually look like for you if you were to pursue pleasure sexually, right? And it makes the goal that much more desirable because you can see how damn important it is. Because you can really, truly help create the life that you want. Because you see it. You can feel it. You can emotionally connect to it. But you have to go to that place that it's done. Where you can really see all the ways that being a pleasured woman is going to have a huge beneficial impact on you, on your marriage, on your partnership, on your family, on your business, all of it. Now that you feel like the why, right? Like why this is important to you. That's very clear. So that's like the first step, like really getting emotionally connected to your why. You have to then like 
let's talk about still why it's so hard to create the time to do it. And of course, it's your brain again, obviously. (laughs) This is just how the brain works. Like the mind is going to react most often to what it seems to be urgent in any given moment, rather than what is most important to you. Like when I was sitting here mapping out this podcast for the week and my phone just dings, it's like an Instagram notification, right? Like my brain's like, oh, what was that? Like, this is urgent. I should probably grab my phone and take a look and see what somebody said. And for that moment, it completely captures my attention and it takes me away from what is most important. It takes me away from my priority, which is to actually finish writing the podcast, right? And so it's just so fascinating to watch the mind like the mind wants to find any excuse it can to be like oh there's something over here this is really urgent right like I got an email from my kid's teacher like I better address this right now when you actually have a deadline that you're trying to create in your business what's really important to you maybe is to be present with your children Yet there's something that feels urgent like a text message or phone call or checking something else or taking care of like emptying the dishwasher Instead of just going and maybe playing dress up with your daughter, right? So our brain is constantly going to react. It is a very reactive thing. It wants to react to what it thinks is more urgent. So we have to train it to really stay focused on the things that are important to us, like really important. Like what do you want to create in your life? Those are the important things. Not just your day-to-day like priorities of things that are the most important things to get done, but big picture stuff. Like what is really important to have a passionate and connective, loving marriage, to feel so embodied and like self-assured and confident in yourself, to be present for your children, to create an impact and power in the world. These are the things that actually matter. But how often do we actually spend time doing those So we have to be on to our brain. We have to realize that maybe the laundry can wait because there's other things that are more important. Like you can hear the narrative. Like I I was just so busy. I got this done. I got this done. I had to respond to this. I just didn't really have time for sex. I was so busy. But if you really start to zoom out and look at your life as this, you know, bigger picture, all these small little tasks that fill our day to day, fill our hour to hour, don't matter as much as they actually seem. And the truth of the matter is, is they're going to get done. But you know what does matter? You, your relationship, your family, the impact you're making on the world. These are the things Not all the other things that we think that we need, right? Not all the other things that burn us out and wear us out because our brain is constantly reacting that by the time the evening does come, we're been on like simmer and sizzle and fizz out mode and our brain's telling us we're so busy, we're so busy, we have to do all of these things that the best use of our time seems to be to just like numb out and watch some Netflix show about a white girl who has an existential crisis because she had to spend some time in jail. Guaranteed you're not going to look back on your life and be like, yep, glad I spent time doing that. And it's not that we don't have these days every once in a while that we need to just like check out and you know <laughs> tune out and like have relaxation. I'm not saying that, but when that's all we're doing with our time and we claim we don't actually have time, 
for ourselves or our partners or family, then that's when it becomes a problem. Because the days are going to keep going by. The hours are going to keep going by. Now, let's talk about what happens in the moment, right? What's really happening (laughs) in the moment of what's going on when even if you're like, yes, I feel connected to my why. I do feel like this is really, really important to me. But then when push comes to shove, you don't choose it in the moment. Right. So now remember, the brain wants to stay comfortable. And what I mean by staying comfortable is familiar. Like at any given moment, it's more concerned about avoiding pain. That is like avoiding discomfort, pursuing pleasure. And this is usually false pleasures or immediate gratification. It just wants to feel better. And this is the thing, you guys, I'm so in love with the brain and also like, come on, like some of these old survival tactics that we're like hardwired with are just really a pain in the ass to deal with, right? Because we have to be on to ourselves. We have to be on to our brains. We have to see clearly that this is happening when you actually have the ability to do something that your brain is always going to choose not to do the thing. Even if you've decided it's important because it's wired to go with what's familiar. It's wired to go with the thing that seems like the path of least resistance, which is obviously sitting on the couch or having a glass of wine and not making the effort to have pleasurable sex. Now you may be thinking, but sex can be pleasurable. So like, why wouldn't my brain choose to have sex? And first off, it's probably because it's become so familiar to you. Like you have a routine or habit like that, like staying busy or vegging out or whatever. And sex isn't your go-to. Like you're not like, oh, I'm going to go have passionate sex as many times as I can this week, right? So your brain isn't going to want to follow through because it's outside of the normal for you. And also likely reason too is because there is an element of discomfort there. It may be more comfortable and satisfying to you to just stay put, like to not make that effort to connect. Like that is extra, like it's extra, right? It feels like, oh, that's like, that's extra work. Like that's more work, right? It might be extra work for you to take your clothes off or clean up or like get in bed or initiate it or have a conversation, right? Like the effort in the moment doesn't seem to outweigh or overcome the payoff in your mind. And it's because in this moment, what I like to call is ruling the roost is your indulgent brain. It's the one winning. It's the loudest voice in your brain. And it is screaming to you all the reasons why you shouldn't actually go and do the thing you want to do, which is have sex, right? Even though we've already decided that's important. In that moment, you don't want to because the other voice, the other part of you that feels emotionally like connected to your why and the impact of your future isn't being heard. That's in the background. And it's this indulgent brain that's like, no, we sh- we really deserve just to lay here. We deserve a glass of wine. We deserve to chill out. We deserve to like keep working on our business. Like that's what we should keep doing. It's going to come up with so many excuses that seem very true and very, very justifiable. 
And this is where we really have to be on to our brain. We have to remember what it is we decided we wanted to do, what we decided was important to us, and keep that in the forefront of our mind. And when you start to identify the sort of things that your brain says to you, it's so much easier to overcome them. So I really like to take a practice of taking an inventory or paying attention. Like, let's say that I decided I don't want to have sex tonight and then I don't have sex. If I choose not to have sex, I want to either write down or become acutely aware of all of the reasons that my brain is telling me I don't want to. Now I have identified my indulgent brain. I see the things that it's going to come up with. I see the narrative that it's going to have. And so I can be like, oh, this is just my indulgent brain. This is just my indulgent brain trying to stay with what's comfortable and what's familiar and doesn't want me to try something new. Doesn't want me to really put in the effort. Like, oh, I just see it as that. You can start to clearly see it just as a different part of your brain that is more concerned with comfort And you can then choose not to listen to it. So this kind of thing is going to happen every single time, right? Every single freaking time you are going to try and bring in a new habit or something new into your life, even if it's good, right? Your brain is going to resist it. And the indulgent voice, the one that has all these excuses and justifications, is going to be very, very loud. So how do you help yourself? So beyond just getting clarity about all of the things that your brain says, we have to remind ourselves of the why as often as possible, especially throughout the day that you have like scheduled a sex session. One of the things I like to write down is just like, I'm making this change because I'm doing this because I want a more passionate marriage. I'm doing this because I want to feel more alive. I want to have access to like all that delicious pleasure in me. Like remind yourself and keep it fresh in your brain as much as possible. That might like look for you like writing it down on a post-it note and then you commit to it. Understand that nothing has actually gone wrong when it comes time to get down and dirty and you don't really want to, right? Like, duh, of course you don't. Like, that's what I like to say. Like, of course you don't. This is just your brain doing what brains always do. This is to be expected. When you expect your brain to protest, and it will, and the reasons will seem, like I said, justifiable, you can just simply say like, Thank you so much for your input. I just decided this is what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to do it. You decide, you commit, and you follow through. Then you're going to start to see more positive experiences. You will begin to have like more sex, right? Because your brain will then start to learn that there is actually like a reward on the other end, that it is actually enjoyable, that this can actually become a part of your life because it can get better and better and better and practice makes it better. And then when it does become better, like you do have not only just like better sex, but the resistance starts to decrease, then it becomes easier and easier. The resistance will become less over time because you feel that difference in your body. 
You will notice how you show up different in your relationship, with yourself, in the world, with your business. And that's going to start fueling your motivation and fueling your desire because now your brain has evidence that this is actually worth it. But at the beginning, it might not be there. So you have to go like commit to it, follow through with it, start getting those results so that your brain can rely on this evidence to keep moving forward.